Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 149. Uh, once again, you've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about hero gear or getting fully kitted out, um, armor, plate carriers, rifles, all that kind of stuff, uh, kind of what that looks like as terms of how much, how quickly lightweight things add up, along with what that looks like as far as a percentage of body weight. Um, based on the size of the individual trying to comp all this stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, we'll throw out the idea that I, I remember years ago, somebody doing, um, it was like a gym, um, doing an event in the, when they first tore down city center mall and they put in the park down there and they were like coming up on some of the CrossFit games that they hosted down there early on. I don't know if you remember any of that. No. Um, so when they first tore down city center mall, um, they, they turned that big green space down where, I don't know if it was the mall or the parking garage or whatever. And in a couple of the gyms were down there doing this big promo thing in advance of the CrossFit games. And one of the things they had people do was basically put 20 pounds on their body. Like, you know, here's a, here's a plate carrier, essentially. I mean, it was, a, it was a, it was a weight vest. It wasn't a plate carrier, yeah. whatever. Um, and had them put that on and walk around with it. If, if you were the person who was already carrying around an extra 20 to 50 pounds and you put 20 pounds on, it, it was like that. And, and I don't mean this like in a, I definitely mean it in a, in a non-literal sense, but it was that slap in the face that like, if 20 more pounds feels like this, if I lost 20 pounds, would I feel that much better kind of mentality? Um, and, and I, I guess, you know, having been in the air force, you know, but I, in my, all my, you know, my jobs, you were never loaded up with stuff. You know I mean? You had equipment cause you were picking up heavy stuff. Yeah. You were picking up planes. You were picking up tires that were four feet tall. Bombs. You were picking up bombs that weighed 500 pounds or guidance systems, missiles that weighed, you know, a thousand pounds or more or whatever. Um, so you, you, and, and you couldn't drop them. So, I mean, you know, you had equipment that you used to handle that stuff. Uh, so, you know, so like your grunt who's, who's somebody who served in the army or served in the Marine Corps or been in a combat arms job with the air force or the Navy, et cetera, with the coast guard, whatever, um, that's had to load up or your police officer here locally, who maybe went from being a patrol officer for 20 years to getting on SWAT with CPD and finds out, wow, I've got to carry around, you know, now 40 pounds worth of armor. And most of the dudes who get on SWAT are not kids, a and B they're studs. They're dudes who can run and do the PT and everything else. Um, and they, and it's still like this, like slap in the face, like crap, that's what 40 or 50 pounds worth of crap thrown on me feels like, um, you know, and these are dudes that are in good physical shape. So just that wake up call of what it looks like to throw a ruck on. If you've watched somebody who's done their first go ruck event and maybe they're only loaded down with 25 or 35 pounds, uh, or somebody who's doing a heavy and it's got 45 pounds, you know, and, and plus doing your thing, it, it's a huge wake up call to throw that kind of weight on and, so that this is what that's about is talking about what it looks like, how to mitigate as many pounds as possible, how to mitigate the pain, the pressure, the potential for injury, et cetera, as possible for somebody who doesn't do it every day, then maybe isn't trained up to the degree they could be or should be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Something like that. So it's a big, ugly intro. Um, and this may become a two-parter um, just because there's, there's, there's some stuff to chew on here and we're not picking on anybody who's out of shape. Um, but this puts a really sharp point on why you would want to be in shape. If you're, if you're gearing up, you think you're gearing up for something or you want to be prepared for something or whatever. And you think that this equipment is part of what you need to be prepared for whatever it is, then this is kind of the introduction to, Hey, here's a reality check for you for what you're doing. So maybe at the end of this podcast, if you can go, go find something that weighs 30 pounds, pick it up and walk around with it. 
set a timer and say, I'm not setting this down for 30 minutes. I'm going to pick yeah. it up and carry it, it around. Put, for it, th- put it in the backpack. Whatever. That's fine, too. But I'm just saying, pick something up that weighs 20 or 30 pounds. Set a timer and say, I'm not setting this down for 30 minutes. Um, and, and that will, I think, kind of drive home some of this and understanding that when you hear the numbers and we get to them, you may find that 20 to 30 pounds is not actually a big deal. So where do we begin? Where do we begin, yeah. Brian? Yeah, so this, this conversation came up. Uh, we've had a number of com- number of customers over the past couple months, you know, asking about play carriers, armor, yep, putting pouches and things and stuff on it. Uh, we now have the um, kind of the full line from HRT Tactical Gear. Yep. So play carriers, pouches, zip-on panels, um, all that kind of stuff. Yes. We've also got things from Grey Ghost Gear, um, Blue Force Gear. Hopefully, HSVI in the near-term future again. Yes. Uh, We're working so on it. So, all that cool guy, tactical nylon stuff. Well, and then um, also also Vertex and stuff yeah, like Vertex. that, too, and some of the other bags that even if you're not going with a plate carrier, you start thinking about loading up a bag, and you get a bag up to 20 pounds real quick. Same yeah. conversation. So, uh, so one, of the, one of the things we often ask people is, you know, what are you planning on using this for? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you trying to do? Uh, because... As Pat Rogers would say, the mission drives the gear train. Yep. Uh, and you know, having knowing what you're trying to do and then trying to plan around it um, is generally a better setup for success than just going. I want to carry all the things because I think it would look cool. Yeah, we we have a. I'm going to br- brief interlude here. We have a we have a customer of ours um, who who is is a a crazy brilliant gun nerd kind of guy. Prior service military. Um, and he tells a story about a, a gun shop that used to be here in Hilliard that's now out of business. But one of the customers that used to come in was trying to figure out how he could carry everything. And they convinced this kid he needed an inflatable raft and a halberd. Um, uh, if, you know what, if you don't know what a halberd is, Google it. Um, if, you, if you don't know how much an inflatable raft weighs, Google it. Um, but this kid was prepping, man. He was prepping. And they convinced him that literally that he needed an inflatable raft. They're flipping heavy. Um, uh, come on in and we'll share the story sometime but it's it's funny stuff because um who are your rabbis who are you asking about this stuff and that's probably a good place to start uh who do you talk to about this yeah yep um so so i guess a little my background on proper hero gear as a civilian uh comes from spending time down at jaeger's institute for people who want to learn how to Mischief <laughs> and mayhem. Yeah, called tactical response. Yes, um, doing their high risk civilian contractor classes. Yes. Uh, in that class, you are preparing to be a contractor team overseas, where you are independent. You've got no support of really any kind other you than you are and your on buddies. your own. Uh, so being heavily loaded with magazines is considered a good thing uh, yes. because of the extended evolutions. You'll go through all of them and then wish you had more. Um, yeah. your take is probably a little different. Uh, yeah, because the classes that I took with Jaeger were more like fighting pistol, fighting rifle, not, not the team based classes, not HRTT and stuff like, or HRRT or whatever it was. HRCC. HRCC. There we go. High risk civilian contractor. Um, and, and so, you know, my take on that was, was basically getting kitted up as a civilian to say, um, you know, worst case scenario. And, and I guess for me at the time, you know, I, I still see us getting closer and closer and closer to some type of inevitable economic collapse that's significant. So rather than saying something like um, a, a, a something that's high intensity, I see it as something being low intensity. Um, so you know, it's more of that. How do I kind of blend in? Not not be the you know the nail that sticks up is the one that gets hammered. So I'd like to be a little more low profile than that. Um, but having said that, a lot of the training, learning how to use those tools, 
if you went to certain classes and you were running a rifle, you needed it, it was required that you have body armor and stuff like that because you're around other people with rifles, etc. So it was kind of figuring that part of it out, um, and then trying to reel back from being 20 years older than when I started playing. You know, and for me, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a lot of this for me is playing um, tactical Barbie dress up kind of stuff, and and now I've scaled that back What's to the point called? where tactical fantasy band camp. Tactical fantasy band camp, bingo. Um, and and the brilliance of it for me is that I, I worked at a facility and you know was running the range for a facility that that's what you know we had folks come in and teach those classes, and I was fortunate enough to to have some of the best instructors in the world, um, and a lot of these guys, some of the best guys out there wouldn't touch on how overloaded some dudes were because it became very apparent within the first day of the class that hey having all this stuff on sucks. And it's not something you really need to beat on people that gear weighs a lot. They'll figure it out quickly. The thing you need to have a conversation with them about and not beat on them but discuss with them is what's realistic. What are you planning for? Again, what do you need to have with you, et cetera. So, you know, uh, though, that, that was that, that six-year period where Big Darby Creek was a thing and we were doing that training a lot. Um, I spent a lot of time as a kid in the woods hiking, um, doing some backpacking, doing a lot of hunting and stuff like that. And I'd already figured out that I don't want to carry any more than I have to absolutely carry. But I was also not the dude who ever cut his toothbrush in half, yeah. you know, to go to 2,000 miles of the AT and save a half an ounce. Um, you know, I guess, but you know, I, I always kind of said, these are the things I want to have with me. Um, I guess I need to do more push-ups if it feels like it's too much kind of mentality, which is a little bit bass backwards. And now that I'm older, I don't look at it like that. I'll take the lightweight stuff and yeah. still try and do more push-ups. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, no professional meat eater, gear dragger background here. Um, threw a lot of hay bales as a kid. We'll go with that. Yeah. Threw a lot of hay bales <laughs> as a kid. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in doing that, we're going to look at what we look at as a loadout. Um, so we got a, a plate carrier and plates in it. Um, that weighs just kind of generically, we're calling it like 15.9 pounds. All these are going to be ish. Yeah. All these, these are, are going to be ish. These are all ish. Yeah. Um, your individual plates have a lot to do yep. with how much your armor weighs. Um, the other, I'm actually going to jump in our list. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I think everybody forgets about is what I'm calling the get out the door weight. Yeah. So this is your, your shirt, your pants, your belt, your, your regular belt, <clears throat> phone, wallet, um, I did this with just approach shoes on, so nothing fancy shoes-wise. Yep. Like socks, skivvies. EDC. Um, basically, your EDC. What are you wearing? What do you um, carry? Yeah, yeah, that for me is eight pounds. Yep. And for me, it's slightly more than that because I have slightly more surface area than you. Um, when I did this and weighed it, um, G19, G19, spare 17 mag. So this wasn't the city. No gun. Again. Okay. This okay. was no gun. So when I weighed all that stuff with the gun, with the mag, with the pants, with the and, – and I, I did do hiking boots, like light hiking boots – a little heavier than your approach shoes. Um, I want to say that I was like right at like 10 and a half or 10 and a quarter, 10 and a half. Um, so that's actually about the same because we would yes, take I'm the saying, gun and the mag out. Exactly. Putting putting the gun into it, um, the gun and the mag into it. It seemed, you know, I was 10 and a half, the 10 and a half or 10 and three quarters. So I was pushing 11. Okay. Um, was what I was pushing. And the hiking boots were a pair of like, uh, I can't remember if they were the Loa's or, or anyway, they were light hiking boots, nothing crazy. So yeah. 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 And, and, I'm, and I'm wider than you and not quite as tall. But a more surface area and close. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, when we start talking about gear, because you know, when we talk about individual weight, we're talking yep. about basically, you know, you and your boxers. Yeah. Um, as a baseline. Uh, yeah. So we got eight pounds just to get out the door. 
uh, 15.9 for plates and a carrier. Uh, if we got a helmet, an armored helmet, uh, that's about 2.8 pounds, depending on the particular helmet. Um, PMAGs weigh loaded 30, a PMAG with 30 rounds in it is 1.05 pounds. So eight of those comes out to about 8.4 pounds. Uh, a war belt, which was, uh, had, was a HSGI, uh, war belt with a holster, no gun in it. Um, a med kit, a tourniquet, a knife, two pistol tacos, and one rifle taco is 4.4 pounds. That's just the equipment. That's no mags filling yeah. us. That's just basically the empty pouches, except for the med stuff is included. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a Glock 17 with an, with a hollow sun 507C and a loaded mag and a surefire x-ray and an ultra on it is 2.45 pounds. Okay. Um, Glock G17 mags loaded up are 0.6 pounds. Uh, so two of those is 1.2 pounds. Uh, we baselined a Daniel Defense uh, M4V7 with a Trigicon MRO and a Cloud Rain uh, a sling in one magazine, loaded magazine, is right around nine pounds. Yeah, which is pretty light. <clears throat> which is, you know, pretty light when, yeah. Um, uh, suppressor is a pound, give or take. Yep. Um, ear pro is about a pound. Uh, multi-tool, if you got one of those with you, is about a pound and a half. Um, one liter of water, we're calling two pounds in an algae bottle. And then, uh, a little flashlight would be 0.25 pounds. So it brings a grand total of stuff to 57.9 pounds. Quickly. Um, which if you run through that, you notice that's pretty much all like action on the objective type stuff. Yep. Um, there is zero sustainment gear in yep. that, in that total. Yeah. And, you know, and so guys, as we sit there and look at those numbers and, you know, you, you can, you know, everybody's going to go, Oh, well, I would never carry this much or Holy crap. I, I carry X number more of these or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, the, the, these are all the things that lead us to conversations around when you're talking about setting up your hero gear. Um, you know, you're like, Hey, I want, you know, uh, eight rifle mags, and I want four pistol mags, and blah, 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 and that's where the conversations come around to, okay, if you're carrying a rifle, why are we worried about more pistol mags? Um, I get twice as many bullets um, and a lot more efficacy on target, a lot better terminal ballistics, a lot more reach, a lot more everything out of a rifle round. Um, that's why we say, you know, hey, you know, maybe you want to stick a spare pistol mag on your plate carrier somewhere or on your belt or both, whatever. That gives you two, whatever the case may be. Um, but talking about those kind of things, you know, 17 rounds of nine millimeter versus 30 rounds of five, five, six, and the penalty is exactly double the weight. Yeah. Um, or you can look at it as I could, you know, gosh, there's two pistol mags that could be one rifle mag, twice as much ammo and a lot more reach, a lot more power, a lot more, et cetera. So why not? Right. So coming at some of those things weigh into this in that fashion. Um, that, let's, so where, where does that put the percentage for you? Yeah, so I weigh, um, I'm right at right around 220 yep. um, in my boxers. Yep. So percentage of body weight wise, all that stuff is 0.263%, uh, which if you start looking at like what's recommended if you're doing backpacking and whatnot, yep. um, ends up being on kind of the high scale. Yeah, I mean, as a general rule of thumb, in, in today's day and age with titanium, with, with lightweight nylons, carbon fiber. carbon fiber this, carbon fiber that, um, you know, aluminum, titanium, carbon fiber, and a lot of lightweight stuff. The reality check is just, there's just, I, I, I don't know 
I, I honestly haven't followed like the recommendations, but I know that like as a general rule of thumb, you, you, most folks can't carry more than a third of their body weight for any significant period of time and be effective, even with a comfortable backpack and stuff like yeah. that. This is not in a comfortable backpack. This is in a plate carrier, um, which is not the best carriage system for load bearing. It's the best carriage system for plates and maybe not a good second for ammo. I would rather carry a rack with no plates for ammo, but if I want the, if you need the protection, you need the protection, yeah. right? So it's hard to separate some of these things out. And while some of it is scalable and some of it you can, that yes, there are lightweight plate carriers that probably weigh less than the one that you weighed. Yes, you can buy plates that weigh a lot less. Um, you can buy plates that weigh a lot less. Generally, a SAPI, uh, an eSAPI 10 by 12 is about a seven pound plate, a little bit over. Um, and you can go lighter than that, but you pay for it. So mm -hmm. there, that's, that weighs in the budget as well. Um, you know, there are some heavy duty plate carriers out there that are old school that add a pound or two just because there's so much nylon. Um, anything sewn by John Willis, um, that uses 14 pounds of thread to sew it together. Um, but you literally can tow Humvees out of mud holes with them kind of mentality. You know, that's what, that's what you're buying. That's what you're paying for. And there's, so there's a continuum around dollar spent. There's a continuum around the amount of weight. There's a continuum around the amount of durability. Um, when you see, you know, super go fast guys in the military wearing some really lightweight kit, um, and you're like, wow, you know, how's that going to hold up, etc. to abrasion, to this, to that, to the other, that they, they don't care if it gets a hole in it, they <laughs> take, yeah, they take it. Face. Yeah. They take it and they, you know, they throw it, they give it to somebody who turns it in and demills it if necessary and hands them a new one. Um, or like you said, they've already got three more kits set up, ready to go. Cause they know they're going to trash them. Um, you know, and, and, and so some of the gear around that, like the HSGI stuff is, is built really tough. Um, the SOE stuff is bomb proof. It's just a lot heavier, etc. Um, you know, that's one of the conversations we have around some of the stuff from like blue force gear is that it's very, very lightweight and guys are like, well, how long is that going to last? Um, dude, if you're taking your car around the track at pushing one G every chance you get, um, guess what you're going to replace on your car? There's four things that connect you to the flipping ground or consumable items. Um, and that's the same thing with kit. If you're a professional end user um, and you're training in your kit and you're, and you're working in your kit and you're putting it on every day and you're climbing in and out of vehicles like Bearcats and, and maybe, you know, uh, some Hyundai or something like that, who knows? There's a reality check that you're going to wear stuff out. It's just part of the game. Um, understand that as expensive as some of this stuff is, it is consumable. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of look at it like that as well. And that takes us back to the price continuum part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, but 26% of your body weight, um, what does that do to your mobility? It sucks. You're, I mean, I mean, you're strong yeah. and I, you know, I'm not going to say you're a kid, but you're not, you know, you, you can still move and do things. Yeah. You move well. Um, and there's a reality check to add in 26% of your body weight. If I add 26% of, of my body weight to me, things get interesting. Then by that, I mean like in a very molasses kind of way. Yeah. You know, we yeah. started talking about this too. Um, you know, moving around, it's not just walking around. Yeah. Um, it's how fast can I get up and down from the prone? Yeah. So how fast can you do a burpee? Yep. Um, things like lunges, squats, um, climbing up and over things. Yep. You know, sprinting um, and then stopping, which gets a lot harder. Yep. Um, and it kind of gets back to, you know, if the first rule of zombies is cardio, uh, <laughs> the second rule is not blowing out a knee or an ankle in the first 50 yards. Exactly. And so, so, you know, when you, we, so we're pushing through part of this, I, I'm going to talk about this in terms of my body weight and, and I'm going to use a number that's actually way high for me right now. I'm sitting at 235. Um, I, I, I was I just literally three weeks ago, I was down right at just under 230. 
um, which really sucks to say because I'm like five eight and a half on a really good day. I'm probably five nine and a half in cowboy boots. Um, so there's this reality check that um, you know what, when you start looking at percentage of body weight, this might you know if this might only be twenty percent or just over twenty percent of my body weight. Um, but being fifty years old and not being able to move super well, um, having some knee issues, ankle issues, etc. Um, I, in the last year and a couple times a year, we, you know, we've gone out and done some stuff where we're moving with the armor on and stuff like that and doing up, down, move, up, down, move. You know, he sees me, uh, I'm up, he sees me, I'm down kind of mentality. Um, doing that kind of stuff over a hundred meters or over 200 meters without any armor from a training perspective, what I would, what I would ask you to do if you're looking at what's a proper percentage of your body weight before you even get to that go out and find a football field that's not in use um, and start on the goal line and, and literally do, do two burpees and then bust it 10 yards downfield. Do two more burpees, bust it 10 yards downfield, do two more burpees um, and hammer that to the other goal line. And, and, and if you can set a timer, great. Um, I would definitely advise it. Uh, and then come back and do it with a weight vest, a 20 pound weight vest, or, or with just your plate carrier and nothing else. So you don't scare the natives. Cause if you're doing it on a football field, it's probably school property. Try not to scare the natives. Um, but get a baseline for what it feels like and in what kind of time you can do it. So you have something subjective and objective both to test that with, and then think about adding double that or more yeah. potentially to your carcass and trying to do that and understand that it's, it's, it, it, it's something that you really do want to ease your way into, work your way into, but someplace to start. So, um, good. Uh, so there, uh, for those of you who followed soldier systems way, way back, uh, there's an air force PJ named Nate Morrison. He came up with a kind of a fitness program thing called the Morrison system that then changed into a thing called RIKR. Yep. Riker. Uh, Riker. And one of his books, uh, we're pulling the Riker combat conditioning height and weight standards. Yep. Um, so if somebody like myself, who's called six one, um, which would be seventy three inches. Yep. Um, I'm not. I'm like kind of in the middle of where. So, BMI. They're saying a BMI of twenty seven five would be two fourteen. Um, I'm a little bit above that, but looking at like kind of what we're doing, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also going to push the idea that, that BMI, from this timeline, from when the Air Force was using it, um, the way they did BMI was full potato. Um, so, and, and, and I'm, I'm a Nate Morrison fan. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some mobility stuff that he does, some kettlebell stuff, that, honest to God, I, so this, saved this... me from an ability to move. Because when I started working out again 12 years ago, with Wolfie and those guys, yeah. one of the things that, that Wolfie gave me was, hey, take a look at what this dude's doing. It was some old school. They might have, I don't think they were actually cassette tapes, but they were some old school stuff. Um, the, the Air Force version of BMI is super half-assed done. Um, when I was in... Um, so I was going to use this just to get a basic... Okay, cool, cool, for, yeah. Like exactly. But just be aware, BMI's yeah. twitchy. BMI's so, twitchy. Yeah, so, yeah. Be aware, be aware yep. that. Uh, yep. But if you look at... And this is based off the, like the old Air Force height weight standard things yep. um uh, so you're saying you're well i'm, I'm so let's let's just go with five eight five nine whatever um 206 and 206 is at 30 um when i was when when i was at 208 um my body fat per dunk test and electric test mm -hmm. was pushing like 12 percent 
So okay. the BMI numbers, because I had muscle mass, came. It, it were yeah. really weird. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, you know, odd conversation. Um, so I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll still say like 208 is a good number. Exactly. No, no. Uh, so yeah. that puts you at it, like two, plus. 235 is not. Yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go so, the 25 yeah. pounds heavier than that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Perspective. Oh, uh, that was why I was bringing this up. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So when we start talking about, you know, that percentage of body weight, um, you know, really we're looking at, you know, is, is your individual like starting weight, is yep. that a, is that a good weight? Is that a bad weight? Yeah. Um, how much extra, Yep. you know, cause if you're already basically carrying around a plate carrier and a whole bunch of mags, yeah. now we're just compounding, you know, what's being stressed, especially knees, ankles, yes. um, joints, all those kind of things. Yeah. And, and knowing a couple people who've chosen to like get in, like do a go rec event that were maybe folks that were distance runners. Um, and I like, I mean, people who run marathons maybe once or twice a year or something like that have something they train for. And that's kind of their goal is, Hey, I'm going to try and run Columbus a little faster than last year. And then you take that dude who's trim and in good shape, um, can run all day. Their heart rate is their resting heart rates really low. Their BMI looks outstanding. Um, but they don't have any strength. They're skinny fat. They're skinny fat. They don't have any strength. They, you know, they don't get winded super easy and they can run for miles, but can you do work? So there's finding that middle ground of, I would I would rather have the dude that can do the work than the guy that can run all day but can't carry me kind of mentality, right? And so yeah. that's a big part of some of this conversation is that as you're getting into looking at what you're carrying around with you, um, you know, the, if if you can't do work with this stuff on, if someone grabs a hold of you and you're the Michelin man getting thrown around like a rag doll because you just don't have the beef to move the weight and the bad guy, that's going to be a conversation. Um, part of that's technique-based, part of it's strength-based. You have to have both. You can't, yeah. it, one's not enough. So, uh, same thing with movement. One of the things, you know, that we preach, you can put this stuff on and you can bounce up on the fifth bound and move quickly. Um, the fifth or sixth bound, I'm sucking air and, and I can force my way through it. But then when I hit the ground, man, getting the sights to calm down when my BP's up, my heart rate's up, my breathing is up. There's a conversation about your effectiveness behind the rifle doing stuff that we'll call it fine motor skill stuff. At that point, it becomes timing. <laughs> they become experience in yeah. timing. Can I can I drive the trigger through whatever little respiratory pause is left because it's fractions of a second? Yeah. At that point, um, so you know, there's there's when you get into this, you know, looking at the weight is just gives you the number to start working against for metrics. Um, but there's this nasty reality check about how all this stuff works, and it all goes together. You know, it all goes into you know, your weight, your equipment's weight, what can you slim down? What can, you know, what do you want to have with you? What's your cardio look like? Your upper body strength. Um, get the, That's one of the things with the GORUCK stuff. Um, I did the GORUCK thing. I cramped up like crazy. That's a whole nother conversation because that's nutrition. Um, but we had some, we had some little dudes doing it um, who were just smoked. They didn't have the upper body strength to do this stuff, yeah. to do this, just the stuff in general too. So, yeah. And that gets back to, you. Um, so, you know, I'm here at, I'm at 220. Um, at 26%, um, look at somebody who's 180 pounds and they bump up to 32% of their body weight quick, um, real quick. Yep. And then we get, you know, the little guy who's 150 pounds, um, all of a sudden you know, 38 points or point. Yeah. 38.6% yeah. of their body weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you really can't add anything. Yeah. You know, if you got to carry extra mission gear or pick up something along the way, yeah. Um, you know, to what effect have you compromised your ability 
to move, fight, um, stay in the fight. Yeah. You know, and then what kind of long-term systemic damage are you putting onto, you know, knees, lower back, um, ankles, yep. all that kind of stuff, especially if you're not ramping up your training and then trying to get, you know, conditions to be able to do this on a regular basis. Yeah. When you, when you tell a combat vet on Veterans Day, hey, thanks for your service and your sacrifice, um, and that dude's like 45 years old and has handicap stickers on his car um, because because it literally to, to kneel down and pick something up is is something that's incredibly difficult. Um, you, you see pictures of these guys, these Marines in Afghanistan, and and they're or, you know or or army dudes from the, the Rangers and the grunts out there, and they're carrying the, some of these these are these are young dudes. Most of them don't weigh over 180. There's a few big dudes. Um, but most of them are 160 to 180, and they're they're 18 to 24 years old. Uh, they're in phenomenal physical shape, both from a conditioning and strength perspective. And they're loading, and the military's loading them up with literally 50% or more of their body weight, potentially more if they're a little dude. And these guys are studs, and they can handle it. But you will absolutely pay a price down the road, and that's why again you see so many 45 to 50 50 year old dudes that are broke. And when you hear somebody saying, you know, oh yeah, well I got, you know, I retired and I've got X amount of money coming from the VA and blah, 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 blah. And I've actually heard people go, well, that dude doesn't look like he's too jacked up. That's a lot of money. Uh, kiss my ass. When you're in pain every day, I've got a couple of buddies that have been there and done it. I'm not one of them. Um, but I got some dudes that I know that are broke because of that kind of stuff. It, it, you absolutely pay a price if it's an if, if it's an everyday or often kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it will hurt you. If you haven't done it and you don't train into it, these are all dudes that went in basic training when they're 18, 19 years old and have been in shape and started piling stuff on. If you just, you're some old fat guy like me and you go, well, let's try throwing on, let's grab 80 pounds worth of crap and see if we can go up and down and run it. You're going to hurt something. You're yeah. going gonna to blow something out. So be cognizant of that as you're working your way into your hero gear from that perspective too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We hope you you've enjoyed thus far. We'll probably continue. This yeah. There, there's more here for sure. So uh, yeah. And, uh, and guys, if you're in the shop and you've been there and done it, or you or you're curious about it, let's have this conversation. Uh, I know we say that at the close of you know these podcasts, this is the kind of stuff we like to talk about. Uh, this is this is the more thinking man stuff. Um, you know, it, the the meathead and pulling triggers is cool, but this is this is where it's at. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, as we come across cool things such as tables and whatnot um, related to these kind of things, um, they get posted up on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at Cap City Outfitters, and we're back on Instagram, um, Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, you do have to have an account now to see the Instagram. Um, we're trying to get around the Kami filters and things, yep. um, so we had to change some stuff up there. So we don't get sucked up again. Uh, but yeah, give us, a, give us a follow on Instagram at Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, also, we do an email newsletter once a week. It comes out on Fridays. You can sign up for that on our website at CapCityOutfitters.com. Or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com and we will add you to the newsletter list. Also on the website, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. And then come see us at the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we're right in front of the Aldi's uh, and directly next to Louie's Fusion Drill. Um, we're here Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cool. A little bit shotgun.